In case you haven't noticed, raising kids isn't as easy as it used to be, especially for parents who happen to be committed Christians. The cultural momentum of the past 50 or so years has made Christian values and or traditional moral and family values seem rather archaic to those with little to no biblical or historical grounding. Unfortunately, this is a demographic that's growing rapidly in America. So for parents who still take the God of the Bible seriously and are raising their kids to do the same, their approach to parenting will have to be more intentional than ever. Now this means raising kids to think counterculturally, to go against today's prevailing postmodern zeitgeist. In other words, they'll be raising rebels who rebel against the rebellion, so to speak. But this is going to require not only a more refined knowledge of Scripture, but the ability to defend Scripture as the document that it claims to be. History, science, logic, archaeology, reason, statistics, personal experience, and of course our own spirit-filled lives all need to be in the Christian parents' arsenal today. Now there's a name for this. It's called Christian Apologetics. And help is available from, of all places, Hollywood. Surprise? Well, stay tuned. We'll find out more today on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome to Licensed to Parent. If you've been listening to this program for any length of time, you're probably a bit surprised to hear me say that we're going to be turning to Hollywood for help on this apologetics cruise. But we are, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But joining me in the studio now is the host of our program, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for troubled teens. Now, Trace Embry is the founder. I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, today's discussion is not only about how Hollywood can be used to promote the gospel, but how it can help defend it as well. Now, uh, I've got to ask, as Christian kids are walking away from the church in droves as we speak— wouldn't it be fair to ask why Hollywood? I mean, I mean, so many of the entertainment industry have used the medium of film to fight against a Christian worldview. So why wouldn't Christian parents choose, well, the Internet, for example, as an apologetic tool to help confirm their faith, as opposed to turning to something that's been used as a weapon uh, to try to destroy it? And I guess I should at the same time say, or is the Internet yet another weapon. Shed some light on this about where we turn for our apologetics. Yeah, well, I think they can use both and even more. Uh, but before families depend on the Internet alone as their primary apologetic source, uh, they need to be aware of a few things. And first, unbelievers seem to be way more passionate about defending their faith to live as they want to over the Christian's passion to defend his right to live as he ought to. And this is certainly true on the Internet also. Uh, without a pretty convincing case for doing otherwise, want is usually going to win over ought every time, especially with kids. But want is usually a short-term solution based out of feelings and, and emotion, whereas ought is often a long-term solution based out of logic and reason. And Christians aren't always as likely to find the best answers to help defend their position on the Internet. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't any answers on the Internet, because there are. I just haven't found the best ones there, with the exception of a few pretty good YouTube debates. But uh, unbelievers, especially ex-Christians, uh, people who've been burned by the church, these guys are Category 5 obsessed with finding holes in the arguments for 
biblical and or church authority. Yeah, if only they worked that hard to actually affirm scripture. <laughs> yeah. You know, and for a lot of these guys, it's their life's mission. I mean, they're 35 years old, living in their parents' basement, and nothing but time to kill and anger to vent. So they're flooding the internet to bring forth all the objections they can muster. Again, to justify their narcissistic lifestyles. That's number two. Number three, there's pretty good evidence that all the heavy hitters in Silicon Valley are aggressively suppressing Christian and conservative thought. And fourth, the evidence for all this is really old news. I mean, for years I've been hearing about the algorithms that Schmoogle uses to skew results according to the geographic locations of where those searches are actually coming from. So if you've got compelling answers for apparent conundrums in the Bible, or if you've, uh, you're looking for honest, educated, and compelling resolution to apparent biblical conundrums or errors in the Bible, if I'm understanding all this correctly, you're most likely to get and give the best compelling solutions out there by using someone else's phone who might live in the Midwest or maybe in the South or perhaps actually be physically in the South or Midwest. So it's kind of like watching the news these days. If I want the best arguments to affirm my liberal political beliefs, I'm going to, I'm going to CNN, not Fox News. If I want the best arguments to affirm my conservative beliefs, I'm going to Fox and not CNN. So there's not a simple answer to your simple question, Rich, but with respect to parents teaching their kids about how to defend their faith, it's going to require parents to teach their kids how to think as much or more than what to think. And hopefully today's program will give our listeners some fuel to actually use and support Hollywood to, to help parents apologetically and otherwise. Because the arts have the emotional pull that mere facts don't. Mm -hmm. And in today's postmodern world, people are moved more by their feelings than they are by facts. And if you don't believe me, just look at the commercials of the 1960s and 70s compared to today's commercials. Uh, back then, it was all about telling the consumer, you know, how, how good your product uh, was and why. Today, they don't even talk about their, their product. They, uh, they make you laugh or they uh, uh, will sell you a car by listening to a 70s or 80s rock and roll song. I, I am just so grateful to our friends like Ted Bear and others who, who do such a great job of encouraging filmmakers to produce more and better films with redemptive storylines as well as openly Christian content. Today's guests are people just like that too, and, and I'm so grateful that they have the courage to make films that can actually help benefit a civil society rather than help destroy one. Oh, if the orchestra were only here today, I'd love to start the big theme music because walking down the licensed apparent red carpet right now uh, is a couple from Hollywood uh, that definitely know their way around and uh, both on television and in films. Uh, Kevin and Sam Sorbo are joining us. You'll remember Kevin perhaps from his big television break as the title actor in the television series Hercules, The Legendary Journeys back in the 1990s. Uh, that spun off into Xeno Warrior Princess. While he was working on Hercules, though, he ran across uh, another actress, uh, and uh, they got married. Kevin and Sam Sorbo have been working in Hollywood, uh, sort of under the radar as Christians for a number of years, but in more recent times, very much out in the open as uh, Christian advocates and producers and directors and, and stars of a number of great films. Uh, in fact, uh, God is not dead and let there be light are two of them you may be familiar with. Uh, Kevin is out in a new film. It's uh, called Against the Tide, due in the theaters soon. We understand that's sort of on hold because of the coronavirus. They're not exactly sure when that release will take place. They also have a new book out called True Faith, Embracing Adversity to Live in God's Life. 
Uh, by the way, Kevin uh, once said that he believed his religious views uh, caused Hollywood to limit his career, stating that there is a negativity toward Christians in Hollywood and a negativity toward people who believe in God. So it'll be interesting to see how things have changed over the recent years, and especially doors that have been opened or closed as a result of that, and uh, and how they are both using Hollywood as a tool for Christian apologetics. Folks, thanks so much for being on Licensed to Parent with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Your new film, Against the Tide, is a documentary. Um, from what I could tell, it's it's I only got a chance to see a few minutes of it at NRB recently. Uh, so is it basically a Christian apologetic? Is it, would I be right in saying that? No, it's a, you know, I, I, we mentioned John Lennox in the movie I did, God's Not Dead. And um, because of that, they approached, they approached me to be in his documentary. It's the life of John Lennox. The people know he is. He's a retired Oxford math, uh, math professor. He's got five doctorates. The guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's been an apologist his whole life. He's a firm believer in God. And he has debated uh, the greatest atheists of the world, from, right. from Hitchens and Dawkins and Stephen Hawking. He's met with them all. So we spent three weeks in Oxford, England, and two weeks in Israel. And uh, we were able to get at the screening there at NRB. It was completely sold out, standing room only. Right, I I've been to NRB a number of times, and then I've never seen a second screening of anything there. And they ordered a second screening mm-hmm. for it, which was fantastic. Uh, I'll tell you that. It's less an apologetic as as it is uh, uh, a retelling of the story of uh, a man's life, mm-hmm. a man who wasn't apologetic. But but I will say this, you know, I talked to somebody after the screening and he said, this film has to get out there. This is exactly how I came to faith in God. To Absolutely. a degree, it presents a scientific defense mm-hmm. of belief in God. It's a yeah. wonderful, it's a wonderful educational tool. Yeah, no question. Absolutely. Yeah, and science is God today for a lot of uh, a lot of young people. And uh, you know, if we can show them that we got a better, smarter God that that invented uh, their God, uh, we got a better chance of uh, convincing them that maybe uh, He's worthy of our worship. Uh, mm. How effective do you think this film will actually be in helping parents open the eyes of their, their strong-willed kids who? who might have already been, you know, bit by today's cultural vampire and therefore already acquired an unhealthy appetite for sin and an aversion to the Christian faith at the same time. Well, I think that's that what we just said earlier. I think it's a great educational tool, and parents got to say, hey, let's just sit, sit down and watch this. This is for everybody. It's for people that have no faith or are confused about their faith or are, or are faith-filled. I mean, it's really uh, a, a place to educate people and give people who are of faith a powerful a uh, rebuttal against those who attack them for believing in a God that they think is a, uh, that people think is a myth. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's more of these coming out there. I, I just, I do want to throw out right now that my other, my other documentary before the wrath, it's my, I narrate it. It's right available right now on Amazon. It opened as the number one, uh, documentary on Amazon. So it's called Before the Wrath. Oh, I narrate yeah. it by the book Revelation. So okay. I hope people check that out. They can do that right now. You know, I don't want to, I put you in a bad spot here, but this coronavirus that we're dealing with right now, um, you know, I see it as maybe uh, a dress rehearsal for death. I mean, it's like uh, it's forcing kids and their parents to see that they're not in control of everything, regardless of that little idol they, they keep in their hip pocket. Do you think that it's possible that this could be God's little tap on the shoulder to the world that uh, maybe we've uh, got a little bit too big for our britches? I, I think that that's a very poetic way of looking at it. I don't think that um, that it's 
by, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong by any stretch. I think that we ought to look at it that way, certainly, uh, to a certain degree, uh, because it certainly is serving that. You know, we've got parents now who are forced to homeschool their children. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I'm a homeschool advocate, so yes. I'm all over that. Um, we've got schools admitting that they can't protect children, which is something that they should have admitted ages yeah. ago with the first school shooting and the fact that they're teaching children that, that these children themselves are accidents of nature. How dare they? Um, and I think that people are waking up to empty shelves in the supermarkets and understanding a little bit about what socialism brought to Venezuela. And maybe that's something that they don't want here. And maybe they're waking up to the fact that the government is not the most, um, the most effective way to handle health care when they see what's happening in Italy and what happened in China. Um, and, uh, and I think that the United States is going to emerge from this shining like a bright beacon, like the bright beacon to the world that we are, shining so brightly that people will wake up and say, hey, wait a minute, let's not compromise what we have, and, uh, and, and, and let's reiterate how great this nation is. It certainly has... has uh, push the globalists over the edge. Now they're calling for closing the borders. Who, right. who would have thought that that was? Cut? I mean, if this isn't a miracle to some degree, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. And, and what's what's great is all of a sudden parents are forced to have conversations with their kids Thank again you. instead of having the government babysit them six to eight hours a day. Or the and hopefully, that, you know, it, it, well, it's hopefully it's getting these kids like you just mentioned earlier about about just that, you know, that kitty cocaine of staring at their iPhones all the time exactly. and texting meaningless messages to their friends. And maybe this is a chance to get together. And what I'm hoping, because Sam is a homeschool advocate, big time. She does a lot of speaking on it. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to open up a, a whole new world for people to say, you know what, we can do this homeschooling thing. Yeah, let me put out there that my, my website, samsorbo.com, and my YouTube channel, I immediately started putting out videos for parents to encourage them on this journey and uh, encouraging people just in general to look at this as an opportunity. Yes, it's a tragedy. Yes. It's scary, that all of that stuff. But, you know, perspective is everything. So if you take a step back and try to see this as an opportunity, you can turn evil for good, right? Amen. You can get something out of it. And, uh, and I'm hoping, I certainly see this as an opportunity for families to come together. Yeah. So, yeah. Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28. Personally, I, I, I've said, you know, in the long haul, I see nothing but an upside to this. And, uh, you know, if we play our cards right, my... my my concern is that two weeks after it, it blows over, we'll be back to business as usual again. But I think this might be a, a wake-up call. We need to jump in here and take a quick break on behalf of our stations. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent, uh, actor, director, producer, and author Kevin Sorbo. And I think we can use those same uh, adjectives to describe his wife, Sam Sorbo, who's also joining us today. We'll be back with more on Licensed to Parent. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? 
parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Is your teen's behavior dangerous? Your child's behavior may seem incredibly volatile during the teenage years. Sometimes the signs and symptoms come and go quickly as your child is growing, but other times behaviors are developed and nurtured that will lead to unhealthy choices. Here are a few items to consider. Does your teen refuse to abide by anything you say or request? Is your teen displaying behavior that's a marked change from what has been normal? Has your teen become increasingly disrespectful, dishonest, and disobedient, and openly rebellious? Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and take the quiz, Is My Teen Troubled? While some behavioral issues are minor and best resolved at home, there are warning signs that your teen may need a more structured approach to get them on a healthy, constructive path. And Shepherd's Hill Academy is here to help. Visit HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and click on Is My Teen Troubled? HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Again, a reminder, if you would like to hear any of our past conversations on Licensed to Parent, you'll find them all on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And uh, our guests today on the program are husband and wife team Kevin and Sam Sorbo, both uh, actors in Hollywood and directors and producers and uh, homeschool advocates and advocates for kids and... uh, Basically, they fit in very nicely with Licensed to Parent, Trace. Well, Kevin, I'm a big fan of John Lennox. I, I'm not familiar with him as I am with like Ravi, who, by the way, just announced he has uh, bone cancer, Ravi Zacharias, so we all need to be praying for him. After the time you spent with him, uh, did he bring anything new that uh, helped you affirm your faith in Christ in a way that maybe you didn't already know before or have before? Well, I think it's in the documentary because I, I lived it. I was with him while we recorded. So just to hear him talk, to hear his confidence, to hear his humor, to hear his Winnie the Pooh style voice, you know, it's just, he's such a lovely man. And he, and you know, you look at the debates he's done with Dawkins and Hitchens and, right. and, and others where they just seem to get so angry and frustrated with him. And he just yeah. smiles and yeah. is, is just such a kind hearted very intelligent man. Class act. As far as Dawkins is concerned, I don't think that guy's that smart. Uh, I think he's way overrated. Uh, some of the things he comes up with is just, I don't understand why the guy gets the attention he gets. Uh, but when I saw that YouTube debate with him and uh, Lennox, boy, he just filleted Dawkins. Dawkins was you know, sitting there with his thumb in his ear. But uh, before, before anything of value and substance can be received or absorbed, it first has to gain a hearing. What can you tell parents about this film that will encourage them to encourage their kids to actually watch it with them? Parents are in charge, and they should just set the rules. I don't think Amen. that there should be. And the other thing is, you know, because I want to talk to you about it afterwards. I, you know, for some reason, you, I love the pro- the title of your program, Licensed to Parent, right. except that, you know, there is no license. You, you are the parent. That's right. You are automatically endowed with uh, with that God-given right. Right. 
know. You're licensed by your DNA. Yeah, maybe it should be called right to parent. I don't know. (laughs) Or wake up and parent. I come across parents all the time who are are somehow afraid to parent. I tell parents. Yeah, they want to be best friends instead of being parents. Right. No is a a positive word. Yeah. No is a positive word. But that leads me to my next question. I'm sorry for buttoning in here, but why shouldn't parents make their kids watch uh, many of the good redemptive films that have come out of Hollywood in recent times, including God's Not Dead or Let There Be Light or others like them? Why should they make them? That's almost a nasty word today. Because these films are important to get the conversation going, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not very usual to see a Road to Damascus type of conversion, but you have to, you have to build the structure block by block. And that's what these films do. It's a little bit here and a little bit there. And the more exposure that they get, the more that they will be perhaps encouraged to see the light. Um, And the problem that that parents don't realize is that, uh, you know, when they're sending their children to school, the walls are being built by the school system against a belief in God every single decade in myriad ways. And so just putting a little bit of enlightenment into your child's, um, you know, education through the use of films. Yes, because films can be very convincing. And And I have to remind them, it is called a Christmas tree. So there. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I look at everything yeah, with exactly. this political correctness. It just is absolute insanity. It is insanity. And, and, and it's that political correctness that has turned uh, parents into marshmallows. And they'll sometimes argue that kids won't watch a movie that isn't action-packed or laced with car chases, explosions, or whatnot. Uh, but I can tell you from my experience in working with troubled teens, they actually enjoy something and will engage in it with if it has a storyline or content that's compelling we watch we make them watch the 1946 black and white program all the time called it's a wonderful life and we we uh, uh debrief when it's over and they are so into it it's unbelievable I, and and let me jump in real quick we talked about this briefly during the break but uh you know it's a wonderful life had i think a very redemptive theme in it mm-hmm. there were a lot of other a lot of other movies from way back when that did as well and when i was a kid and I think we're all in about the same age group. When we were kids on network television, they would show some of these old classics, the you know the uh, the Ten Commandments, right. Ben Hur, mm-hmm. um, all, all the many films about Jesus's life and all. And this was mm-hmm. on mainstream television. Billy Graham Crusades. All of that was yeah. out there. Do you, do you think we will ever come back to the day where there is a mainstream embrace of? these great films that you guys are producing and others like you? Well, we're trying to do that right now. Oh, we're just launching yeah. Sorbo Family Film Studio, and uh, we're hoping to uh, make a big impact out there, much like uh, some of these other people are doing in the uh, uh, family-friendly movies. I think every, every movie is a faith-based movie as far sure. as I'm concerned. Because, um, if you're an atheist, that's a pretty strong faith to believe in absolutely nothing. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, Holly... Hollywood puts out what they want to put out. They have their agenda. And, um, you know, we're just trying to uh, not necessarily battle them, but we're trying to put stuff out there that has a, more of a positive message instead of the negative ones that are out there constantly over and over again. So it, it's hard to get back to that, that world, but we're pushing to get back there. You know, you, you guys... What we have to realize is that the, um, the, the culture has shifted. And so if you're expecting... That, that people in Hollywood who don't believe in God will come to their senses and say, 
we ought to be giving the people of the United States what they want, which is God-centered or Christ-centered, uh, virtuous content, you're not going to get that because we're dealing with a completely different ideology, and that ideology is antithetical to Christianity. That's exactly right. And the sooner that we realize that, the better off we are. You know, it's been said that the devil, uh, the, the greatest trick that the devil has ever played is to convince people he doesn't exist. Right. And somehow we've been convinced that communism is just another way of going about business. But the, but the, the anti-Christian atheist worldview of communism, socialism, Marxism, secularism, progressivism, whatever name you want to call it, is antithetical to Christianity. Right. It's antithetical to the Judeo-Christian principle that this nation was founded on. And so... Uh, we're we're basically in a spiritual battle. No, there's and, no doubt about know, it. Somebody stood up at the screening of Noah that we went to. Um, it was right after the opening that God's Not Dead made, which was enormous. And he said, "Do you think?" He asked the Christian producer that was the like token Christian producer on Noah. He said, "Do you think that Hollywood will come around and start making Christian movies now?" And the the Christian producer on Noah said, I think Hollywood will make the blockbuster because that's what Hollywood does best. And the independents will make the Christian movies because that's what they do best. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the truth. Well, you know, kids today, uh, they're, they go to movies as much for the production quality as they do anything else. But the success of these movies, if I've got the story straight, is actually helping to make better quality productions uh, with, with uh, redemptive themes. And, uh, uh, and, and by the way, uh, you guys have, have made the gospel uh, and promoting the gospel and, and apologetics w- way more idiot-proof than it used to be. I mean, y- to play a movie for these kids, I mean, that, that's a tremendous tool for parents to give kids the answers that they need to go out there and face uh, that that war that's warring against them, that the culture, I mean, the, the culture is, is the basic enemy out right now. You know, you used to raise your kids to fit into culture. And now you got to train them, you know, intentionally to swim upstream against it. And that's a tough uh, road to hoe if you're not, uh, not, not equipped for it. So I thank you guys for that. But uh, we are out of time, guys. I'm so sorry. We are. I greatly appreciate the fact that you all are using the arts. You're using the visual medium and and acting and whatnot. Because as we alluded to at the top of the program, it is through the heart that we see heart change uh, more so than logic. And uh, so you are bringing logic, but bringing it through the medium of the arts and... uh, it and using is, emotion to get to their logic. Ab- absolutely, and that's that's what I think this generation is responding to the that's most. Exactly thank, right. thank you both for doing what you're doing, and thanks for carving out some time to be with us on Licensed Parent today. Amen. Thanks, guys. My pleasure. More to, com- more to come, guys. More to come. Well, Excellent. We'll, we'll promote it all we can. Our guests today on Licensed to Parent have been actors, directors, producers, authors, and advocates Kevin and Sam Sorbo. Kevin's new movie is Against the Tide, due in theaters soon once the coronavirus clears up. Uh, They also have a new book out called True Faith, Embracing Adversity to Live in God's Light. You can find them online and more about their books and movies at Kevin Sorbo, that's S-O-R-B-O, kevinsorbo.net 
and samsorbo.com. And you can find us online at LicensedToParent.org. Remember that Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. You can help the work here continue by supporting the Shepherds Hill Scholarship Fund. Your tax-deductible gift will go directly to helping families who can't afford residential care get the help they so desperately need. You can give securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and click the Donate button. That's LicensedToParent.org. And if you'd like to find out more about Shepherds Hill Academy, go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazzino. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us and then join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.